Part five of With Swag and Billy A Guide to Walking Trips in Tourist Districts of New South Wales by H. J. Tompkins. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part two Longer Trips Continued Four Day Trip East Maitland to Dungog via Morpeth, Hinton, and Clarence Town, returning via Wallarobba and Paterson to West Maitland. Distance about seventy-two miles. Estimated cost as low as twenty-five shillings. Thus, second-class return, cheap excursion when available, to West Maitland, nine shillings and eleven pence, thirteen shillings and eleven pence ordinary. Accommodation en route, fifteen shillings and a penny, equals twenty-five shillings. First-class, fourteen shillings and eleven pence, twenty-one shillings and twopence ordinary. Accommodation en route, fifteen shillings and a penny, equals thirty shillings. A most suitable Easter trip, fairly easy going, with no big hills to climb. Wallarobba Mountain is not at all formidable, and through very pretty, fertile country. The distance cuts up nicely for four days as follows. First day, Morpeth to Clarence Town, twenty-two miles. Second day, Clarence Town to Dungog, fifteen miles. Third day, Dungog to Paterson, 23 miles. Fourth day, Paterson to West Maitland, 12 miles. Total, 72 miles. You should reach East Maitland Thursday night, ready to take the track on the morrow, Good Friday. Start at daybreak, breakfast and lunch on the track, tea and sleep at Clarence Town. The initial miles are through Morpeth, Hinton and part of the Hunter Valley, crossing en route the Hunter and Paterson. About midday you pass Seaham, and for a short distance follow the course of the Williams. The river here is very wide, and little steamers ply merrily, picking up milk cans from the several wharves. Clarence Town is the head of navigation, and is reached towards evening. It is only a small township, but there will be no difficulty in securing accommodation at moderate charges. Second day. Breakfast and lunch on the track. As it is an easy day, fifteen miles only, a few hours' respite may be indulged in at midday. By this time you will be near to the Williams, which may be reached by crossing a paddock. There are good holes for a dip, and altogether it is a most suitable spot for a few hours' rest. There is very little evidence of cultivation, the country being mostly in occupation by dairy farmers. If it be your first visit to these parts, the rather smartly built township of Dungog is somewhat of a surprise. It breaks into view all at once, being hidden by the hills until you get quite near to it. Third day. An early start as usual. Breakfast and lunch on the track. For the first few miles, shape your course as if returning to Clarence Town. Then bear away to the right. Passing through the hamlet of Wallarobba, climb the mountain of that name. But the ascent is only a small matter. The descent is by a rather pretty zigzag. Very shortly you pass a few houses, and a couple of miles further on, if you bear away to the right from the main road, and follow the travelling stock route, it will shorten your journey, and you can make the Paterson River in nice time for lunch. This is called the Upper Paterson. It consists of rich river flats. A rest and a dip may be enjoyed, and Paterson Township reached in good time for tea. Fourth day. 
an early start is scarcely necessary as but twelve miles will complete your tour do not cross the bridge but keeping the river on the left proceed by way of tokal from the heights if the morning be clear a glorious view is obtainable of the fertile lucerne flats of the hunter valley lunch at west maitland and catch the afternoon train for sydney if the season be not too dry this will be found a very pretty trip embracing agricultural dairy and forest country added to which are the fine views of the hunter patterson and williams rivers provision should be made for five or six meals but you can replenish the stock at clarencetown or dungog if necessary see also notes from diary east maitland to west maitland five-day trip mittagong to mittagong via wallandilly river wombayan caves taralga gulban moss vale and berrima distance to walk eighty or ninety-five miles according to inclination estimated cost as low as forty-five shillings thus railway fares eleven shillings and a penny mittagong second-class return six shillings and sixpence gulban to moss vale single second class four shillings and sevenpence accommodation and other charges at caves for two nights and one day thirteen shillings expenses en route eleven shillings and sixpence coach teralga to gulban seven shillings and sixpence the last item is of course at discretion this trip provides much variety both in mode of travelling and in scenery in respect of the former there is the train coach and walking and of the latter open sheep country rugged and precipitous mountain ranges beautiful river brilliant cave land agricultural and forest lands in the first place a note should be addressed to mr goodfellow near bullio station wombayan road mittagong stating the strength of the party and making inquiry as to whether he can afford accommodation if he cannot there is no accommodation to be depended on between mittagong and wombayan and you must make preparation to camp out by carrying a rug or sleeping bag latter preferred accommodation of a sort has been got at buleo station but it has also been refused and in order to avoid disappointment it is better to make the provision indicated however this point having been satisfactorily settled the five fifteen p m on friday will land you at mittagong at a few minutes to eight o'clock having got a definite notion of the road overnight an early start should be made breakfast and lunch on the track a stimulating draught may be had as you pass the famous calibiat spring about a mile out of mittagong the journey may be considerably shortened by following the joadja railway line until it intersects with the bowral wombayan road mr goodfellow's home is about two miles past the tunnel or some eighteen miles from mittagong if the reply from that gentleman has not been favourable continue for a few miles and pitch your camp between bulayo station and the wallandilly second day an early start as usual you have in front of you a most attractive walk a splendid road winds down the mountainside giving here and there magnificent glimpses of the fine reaches of the wallandilly which has here cut out for itself a great channel and then follows the inexorable seven and a half miles climb along the road hemmed in by great mountains which frown on you from every side their topmost peaks being mostly enveloped in mist 
but what surprises the man from the plains most is to find precipitous and apparently barren mountains stocked nor is this all they are to some considerable extent cut up into paddocks decent grassland is scarce where this sort of country is pressed into service and what a picnic it must be to muster from the top of the mountain to the caretaker's house at wombayan the distance is about three miles and you should arrive in excellent trim for your tea third day will be very pleasantly spent in resting and, vi and in visiting the caves under the efficient and cheerful guidance of mr chalker you will not regret the visit to wombayan even though you are familiar with Janolan and Yarangabilly, for as one star differs from another in glory so wombayan has its showpieces its wonderful shawls its glacier basin and other unique formations and while like it is yet different from the others if you desire some native thing to recall your visit perhaps mr chalker may know where some specimens of calcite and breccia are obtainable fourth day arrange for an early breakfast or better still climb the mountain and boil the billy on top the road follows the mountain chain for some miles and there is very little to attract attention until you approach Taralga, where you get into the home of the potato having reached Taralga in time for lunch you are in a position to choose whether you will continue to gulban on foot or take the coach at a cost of seven shillings and sixpence the coach leaves at three thirty p m and is to be preferred the thirty miles from Taralga to gulban is not tourist country mostly of the kind denominated hungry it presents few if any attractions to the pedestrian if you take the coach you reach gulban about nine p m and getting to rest early you may catch the express in the morning and breakfast at mossvale fifth day the circuit is completed by walking from mossvale to mittagong via the quaint and historic old township of berrimer upon the walls of which the legend ichabod is writ in letters sufficiently large it is a delightful walk and will form an appropriate termination to the tour the distance is only fifteen miles lunch en route and reaching mittagong for tea catch the six five a m train to sydney next day note if only four days are at your disposal the trip might end at gulban on the evening of the fourth day and the return to sydney be made by the morning express in this case the cost of the trip will work out a few shillings less than the estimate perhaps forty shillings some might have scruples about coaching from Taralga to gulban not their notion of a walking trip why when buggins goes on a walking tour he plays it right up to the handle camps anywhere in caves if it is wet cadges tucker shakes fruit and pretends to look for work which is largely a question of taste or temperament if this be so the walk from Taralga to gulban would cut out the five days and the berrimer trip though very much more interesting would have to be dispensed with all this however is detail food will be required for seven or eight meals see also notes from diary mittagong to mittagong six-day trip to Janolan caves via katoomba nelly's glen canimbla valley and black mountain returning one via hampton and mount victoria two via oberon and tarana 
distance in either case about seventy miles estimated cost as low as one forty eight shillings and fourpence two fifty four shillings and one penny thus one second class return to mount victoria six shillings and fourpence first twelve shillings and eightpence accommodation and charges at the caves for two days say twenty eight shillings expenses en route fourteen shillings equals forty eight shillings and fourpence two train fares approximately ten shillings and twopence second return esk bank seven shillings and tenpence first fifteen shillings and eightpence second single taran to esk bank two shillings and fourpence first three shillings and elevenpence accommodation and charges at the caves for two days say twenty eight shillings expenses en route twelve shillings equals fifty four shillings and a penny provision is necessary for seven or eight meals take a sleeping bag on either route the starting point is katoomba the seven fifty two a m from sydney on saturday or wednesday will land you at katoomba at ten fifty two a m get under way at once lunch at nelly's glen and camp that night at the cox's river crossing about ten miles from katoomba you may find the track somewhat indistinct at one point in megalong valley but if you recollect that megalong creek is always on the right and that you do not cross it you will presently come out on a formed road that will carry you to the end of the day's journey at cox's river crossing it is just possible that shelter may be obtained here at the hut to the left down the river should the weather turn out wet a number of finger posts have recently been placed along this route by the tourist bureau to assist pedestrians second day make an early start climb megalong mountain and breakfast at little river a dip while the billy is being boiled will assist you to climb the black mountain the track along the spur is easy walking but not at all interesting lunch at any convenient spot and reach the caves house for tea the last few miles is an easy downgrade and the views are grand the old road which turns off at the five mile post and brings you in at the devil's coach house and at the back of the carlotta arch is preferred by some it is much shorter than the new road third and fourth day during these two days your programme will be made for you you will make two or three inspections each day ten shillings per day is the charge for accommodation at cave's house inspection fees two shillings each daily inspection three shillings night and sunday season tickets covering five inspections seven shillings and sixpence return journey before purchasing your train ticket decide as to the return route if by mount victoria the cost is first class weekend twelve shillings and eightpence second six shillings and fourpence the alternate route for a six-day trip via oberon and tarana is recommended without hesitation in this case take eskbank return weekend first fifteen shillings and eightpence second seven shillings and tenpence eskbank being the limit of the weekend excursion fares on arrival at tarana you would only require a single for the excess distance tarana to eskbank the approximate cost of which would be first class three shillings and eleven pence second class two shillings during summer the cheap tickets are issued to tarana fifth and sixth days 
if returning by Oberon and Tarana, breakfast and lunch on the track, and stay the first night at Oberon, distance about eighteen miles, and repeating the programme, reach Tarana on the evening of the second or sixth day, distance again about eighteen miles. Here you pick up the mail at 11.52pm, and reach Sydney at a few minutes to six o'clock in the morning. On the other hand, if you decide to return by Mount Victoria, you reach Hampton, halfway, the first day, and Mount Victoria on the evening of the second or sixth day, and taking the 2.34am, reach Sydney at five minutes to nine. See also, notes from diary, Katoomba to Janolan Caves. Ten-day trip. Number one. Katoomba to Mittagong or Bowral via Canimbla Valley, Black Mountain, Janolan Caves, Ginkin, Shooters Hill, Wombayan Caves, and Wollandilly River. Distance about 156 miles. Estimated cost as low as 55 shillings and tenpence. Thus, second weekend return to Bell, 6 shillings and tenpence. First, 13 shillings and eightpence. Accommodation, etc. Janolan, one day, 14 shillings. Accommodation, etc. Wombayan, one day, 10 shillings. Expenses en route, 25 shillings. Equals 55 shillings and tenpence. First and second days. Provision for 15 or 16 meals should be made. Do not stock to this extent at Sydney, as supplies are obtainable at Waylands, two and a half miles from the cave, and elsewhere en route. You must also have your sleeping bag and mosquito net, as there is little or no accommodation available between Janolan and Wombayan, Mittagong, Bowral, and Bell are distant from Sydney, 78, 81, and 82 miles respectively. Hence, if you take a weekend return to Bell, six shillings and tenpence, it is available for return from either Mittagong or Bowral. You may leave Sydney on Friday evening, so as to be in readiness to take the track from Katoomba early Saturday morning, but this does not materially assist you. Katoomba to Janolan, 32 to 34 miles, should at most only occupy a day and a half. Therefore, if you take the 7.52 a.m. on Saturday, you get underway from Katoomba at 11 o'clock, and can easily cut out the 10 miles to Cox's River Crossing by nightfall, and arrive at Janolan for tea next evening. For further details as to this part of the journey, see Six-Day Trip, Janolan Caves, returning via Tarana or Mount Victoria. Third Day will be spent at Janolan Caves. There will be two daylight inspections, and, if desired, a night inspection. Accommodation at the cave should be secured before leaving Sydney. The charge is ten shillings per day. Fourth Day, an early start should be made, so that the long steep ascent of the mountain may be in the freshness of the morning. Later you leave the Oberon Road, turning to the left for Ginkin, nine miles, and passing Shooter's Hill, seventeen miles, during the afternoon. Pitch your camp at any suitable place. Fifth, sixth, and seventh days. During the next three days, you enjoy the stilly solitudes of the great Australian bush, and in rapturous enjoyment of the radical change in the manner of living, you thread your way through the fragrant forest, dipping tired feet in some cool flowing brook. Here and there you happen on the home of the hardy pioneer, the man on the land, 
but he does not appear to be prosperous in these parts mostly crude and unlovely in his habitation yet as far as can be judged not dissatisfied that the number of his days shall be accomplished far from the rush and turmoil of the crowd it is perhaps according to the eternal fitness of things that he resolutely refuses to pay homage to the spirit of the forest you are shocked to hear your picturesque valleys and mountains characterised as hungry and to be assured with some emphasis that a square mile of such country would not fatten a bandicoot it all depends on the point of view however passing several small settlements you should reach wombay and taralga road about noon on the seventh day forth from Genolan, and turning to your left make wombay and caves for tea eighth day you will spend in an inspection of the caves and the accommodation dispensed by mr caretaker chalker will sorely tempt you to withdraw or at least to modify the hard things you have said about civilised customs ninth and tenth days these days will be occupied in the journey from wombayan to bowral or mitagong of which detailed description is unnecessary here vide mitagong to mitagong via wombayan and gulban five-day trip trip details and notes it will be sufficient to say that an early start should be made and that the first day's journey should bring you just past bully or homestead perhaps as far as the tunnel after the considerable experience you have had in camping out it is hardly likely that you will make inquiry about accommodation en route on the evening of the tenth day you will reach your destination be it bowral or mitagong in time to have a shower and straighten yourself out for tea on the morrow the train will land you at sydney at nine o'clock number two mitagong to kayama via wombayan caves taralga gulban mossvale fitzroy and belmore falls robertson macquarie pass albion park and jamboroo distance about a hundred and fifty miles estimated cost as low as sixty shillings thus rail fares two shillings and threepence moss vale to now a tourist return seven shillings and eightpence gulban to moss vale single second four shillings and sevenpence accommodation etc two days at wombayan fifteen shillings accommodation and other expenses en route thirty shillings and tenpence equals sixty shillings sufficient for six or seven meals is required this will carry you round to moss vale where your stock can be replenished the sleeping-bag will be needed for camping out on the way to wombayan and gulban if preferred these requisites which may be dispensed with for the rest of the trip can be packed and forwarded to sydney from moss vale and the swag lightened to that extent as this lengthened and delightful tour covers almost the same country as that embraced by two other trips to which reference can readily be made mitagong to mitagong via wombayan caves and moss vale to kayama via fitzroy and belmore falls it will be sufficient here to indicate your itinerary first and second days you should reach mitagong on friday evening so as to get under way early on the morrow you will camp out on saturday night and reach wombayan sunday afternoon distance forty-three or forty-four miles third and fourth days will be occupied in resting and inspecting the caves fifth sixth and seventh days after your rest at wombayan if an early start be made you should pass taralga about midday and go into camp say twenty or twenty-five miles from gulban or 
if the weather be bad, you could make a roadside hotel, situate some eight or ten miles on the Gulban side of Taralga. Gulban is reached next evening, and the Melbourne Express in the morning will drop you at Moss Vale, whence you can leisurely reach Yarunga by midday. The afternoon can be pleasantly spent in viewing Fitzroy Falls and its surroundings. Eighth day. Lunch at Belmore Falls and reach Robertson for tea. Being an easy day's journey, fifteen miles only, two or three hours may be occupied at Belmore in viewing the several sights and refreshing yourself by a dip in one of the fine holes in the creek. Ninth and tenth days. With these twain, the appointed number of the days of the journey is accomplished. You will reach Albion Park on the evening of the ninth day, and making an early start, breakfast en route, reach Kayama in ample time for lunch, and for the 2.29pm for Sydney, passing on the way through sweet Arcadian Jamboree. It is worth while, perhaps, to consider for a moment the wonderful variety of scene offered by this tour. Here you have tableland, rugged mountain ranges, and picturesque mountain passes. Limestone caves, in some respects not inferior to the famous Janolan, rich agricultural land, waterfalls, and finally you penetrate to the coast, to Kendall's Illawarra. Kayama slumbers robed in a mist, or glittering in the dewy light, that brooding o'er the shingly shore, lies resting in the arms of night. End of part five.